since I've stepped foot in this gym, my life has changed. Like, I can 110% say that I'm not the same person I was when I first started back in February. Like, I had tried out gyms in College Station, and I didn't feel at home. Um, and then I stepped foot in this one at 6 a.m. on a free class Friday, and Selena was the coach, and you know how Selena is. I mean, she is the most welcoming person ever, and I joined right after the class, and since then I haven't looked back, and I would, wouldn't change any of it for the world. Like, I'm so glad that I decided one morning that I was going to come to this gym. Like, it's just been wonderful, and I've met so many great people, and I'm just a better person for it. I'm, I'm nowhere where I want to be, but looking back, I've come so far. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. Today I have Kendra Davis joining me on the podcast and I'm super excited for you to hear her fitness journey. Kendra, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. I'm Kendra. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm from Clarendon, Texas. Really small town up in the Panhandle, about an hour southeast of Amarillo. Um, I'm a student at A&M. I'm actually a senior, going to graduate in May. I'm studying agricultural communications and journalism. So, so are you graduating early? Is yes, I'm graduating a year early, only be 20 when I graduate, so I'm like thinking I need more time. But <laughs> Did you start when you were like 17 or um, younger? I was 18 when I got here, but I came in with a lot of credit hours. So, so you've crammed college quick. I have. It's been almost too quick. So. And what, it, what do you want to do? Um, I'd like to do marketing or public relations, something of that sort, for maybe like animal pharmaceutical or agrochemical, something like that. Will you move? Will you move back home, or do you know? I've thought about it, but I like it here. I like the city life. I grew up in a really like rural area, and so coming here, it's kind of I have a lot more freedom, things to do. There's more options. Well, so. I could see probably coming from a small town, like College Station feels huge. Yes, yes. Getting here, it was weird because my town only has about two stoplights. So <laughs> the whole driving thing was kind of a culture shock, And but I've gotten used to it. What town is that? Where are you from? Clarendon. Okay, where yeah. is it? Around, where around is that? Um, so it's about two hours from Lubbock and an hour southeast of Amarillo. So, Do you drive home a lot? No, I won't so, be home. I went home in May, the end of May. I won't be back till Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. it's kind of far. Yeah. So thank you for joining me today. I, you know, one of the things I've I've kind of watched you since you signed up, and I've just seen your just overall commitment to CrossFit and just you getting in better shape quickly mm -hmm. and I saw you signed up for the BCS classic yes. so I thought you know what she would make a great interview so I kind of wanted to start with was your first time to do CrossFit when you came here no um I'd actually done it a few times before just because my mom is a CrossFit coach and she actually just got certified last year around this time but she'd been doing it for I want to say two and a half years or so. So whenever I'd go home, I would jump in a class there at the box back home. So I had like, I was familiarized with the movements and what CrossFit was. But um, when I came here, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. You know, like I'm going to go all out. And she kind of convinced me to, I guess, in a way, because I had watched her and I'd seen how CrossFit had changed her life and how she had worked out for so long, but she didn't really start seeing results until until she started doing CrossFit. And so I was like, 
I want that for myself. So were you doing anything before? Yes, I worked out on my own. Um, I had gotten to a point where I was like kind of doing the same things over and over again, like running and just doing free weights and things like that. And I had like plateaued, I guess, to where I kind of wasn't seeing results like I wanted and just felt like I was doing the same things over and over again. So I guess I was kind of in shape, but CrossFit is like a whole new level of in shape. Did you play sports growing up? I did. Um, In high school, I played basketball, ran cross country, played softball, tennis, and then I tore my ACL, my MCL, and my meniscus my sophomore year of basketball. And I was like, at that point, I was kind of like, I like basketball, but not enough to keep playing and, like, hurt my other knee because they say if you tear your ACL on one knee, you'll do it in the other. So I was like, "Mm, I don't think I want to keep doing this. So I stopped playing sports after that and then picked up tennis my junior and senior year just because my friends were doing it. And Now, in a town like Clarendon, mm -hmm. does everybody play everything? Yes, yes. We – So usually you have volleyball, the girls can play volleyball, but we didn't have volleyball because the girls were allowed to play football because you're supposed to have like an even amount of sports. So I thought that was kind of weird, but everybody played everything and it was... How many people were in your graduating class? 28. Wow. Yeah, it was really So how big is that CrossFit gym that your mom coaches at? So my parents are actually split. Um, My mom lives in Lubbock, so her CrossFit gym's pretty good size. What's the name of it? Um, CrossFit Wild West. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good size. We don't have one in my hometown. Obviously. So when, if, when you went home, you drive to Lubbock to work out? Yes, because I grew up with my dad in Clarendon, and then because my mom moved to Lubbock when I was really young. Um, so I spend a lot of more time in Lubbock, I would say. So That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, playing sports – did they make you work out? Was it kind of something growing up that you just wanted to do, didn't want to do? What was um, that like? So I kind of grew up, my parents didn't really make me play sports. It was just kind of like one of those things that you did. Um, when I was little, we all played t-ball and um, little dribblers for basketball and things like that. So it was kind of just like natural for us to play sports. And then when you got into like junior high and high school, you had more of an option um, they required you to run cross country if you were going to play basketball. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it was, yeah, more of an option for us. It wasn't like you had to. When you came to A&M, did you work out more? Was it kind of, did it become something that you wanted to do on your own time? Yeah, it was because when I was a senior, I wasn't working out a whole lot. Like after I stopped playing basketball, Um, I got involved with like I was a football manager and basketball manager and stuff like that just to stay involved you know and get to go the games and stuff so I didn't really work out a whole lot like they made us do um, like athletics in the afternoon but it wasn't as rigorous as like what the basketball players were doing and stuff so when I came to college I was like super fearful of gaining the freshman 15 so I kind of incorporated it into my schedule I didn't do it consistently so, um, of course, I did gain a little weight, and then I went home that summer, worked out with my mom. I didn't do CrossFit, though. I was still kind of, like, hesitant about it. I dropped into a few classes when I did go home, um, and then I came back and didn't really get into CrossFit until just, like, this past year or so. So, going back to that freshman year, like, you know, people talk about the freshman 15, mm-hmm. and, yeah, like, wh- what is – 
I, I was in college too, but it feels like a long time ago, mm-hmm. but like you're, you know, you're in college now, so you can probably speak more closely to that. What does that come from? Like, where is that? Is that because people work out in high school and they stop working out? Is that because people eat more? Is yeah. it drinking? Like what, what causes the freshman 15? I would say it's probably a combination of all of the above. Um, your metabolism slows down, obviously, as you get older, I would say, um, that's what I've always heard anyways. So, um, and then drinking, yeah, like when you come to college, you're not, you don't have your parents here to tell you, you know, you can't go out, you can't go to Northgate, you know, so like, it's like the whole freshman experience, you know, well, I want to go to Northgate, I want to drink with my friends, and also I lived on campus, um, so I was eating like cafeteria food, and now I don't live on campus, so I can like make my own food, and I don't have to eat what's on the menu, you know, so that has a lot to do with it as the, well. What I, I remember from those dining options too mm-hmm. is like you could truly eat so much. Like they have yeah. buffets mm-hmm. and then you could even like grab, you know, like banana bread or yes. Chick-fil-A or yeah. Whataburger. It's all, I mean, it's all the time. Like right. It's right you, there at your fingertips. You probably eat more just because it's 10 p.m. You know, I lived on campus too. You might as well go to Sabisa. Exactly. I don't even know if that still exists, but yes, the underground dining, you know, let's go grab yeah. you know, Whataburger and it's, it, it was so easy and more convenient. Whereas at right. home in high school, it's like, I'm in bed and I'm not going to go to a restaurant right now because right. it's 10 o'clock at night. Right. And like one thing I struggled with too was... Um, I would eat super early, I would eat dinner super early, and then I would stay up late studying, and so then by like 10 o'clock, I was hungry again, so I was like, well, there's a Domino's or a Papa John's like in the underground, let's go get a pizza or something like that, so it was like I was having two meals for dinner, and it was just got me all out of whack. So you would work out at the rec center then? Um, I actually didn't work out at the rec center, because I was kind of scared, because there's so many people, and it was kind of intimidating. Um, so I got a membership at Planet Fitness and would just run on the treadmill or do free weights and things like that. Um, because I had to drive to Planet Fitness, and, like, I was on campus all the time, and it was kind of out of the way, I guess. I didn't go as much as I should. Like, when I first got to college, I went pretty consistently, and then as I got into, like, the groove of school and everything, it wasn't on my radar as much. I would just go whenever I had time, whereas now I, like, make time to come to the gym. Okay, so, so I was going to kind of chime into that. So now I've seen you work out here at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often do you come at that time? I try to come at least three or four times a week at 6 a.m. Um, it gets hard because as the week progresses, you know, you get more tired, and sometimes I'll stay up later than I need to or, you know, want to. Um But I like to come at 6 a.m. because it kind of sets the tone for my day. Like, if I don't work out in the morning, then I'm kind of, like, groggy when I get to work or class. And I'm just kind of, like, I don't feel as energized. So I I really try to come at 6 a.m. when I can. And then how many days a week are you coming now? I come Monday through Saturday usually. So six days a week. Okay, so I think a big thing that makes the difference between people that work out regularly and Mm -hmm. um, are committed is your perspective, Mm -hmm. like your mindset. In other words, like when you think of working out, what comes to mind and what is the difference in your mindset or your perspective about exercise your freshman year compared to now? 
Oh, gosh. Um, I guess my freshman year, I was kind of just doing it to stay away from the freshman 15. Um, now I'm doing it because it has literally changed my life. Like, not just because I've lost the weight or, like, that I gained my freshman year because I've started to, like, lean out or um, stuff like that, but more so because, like, I don't know, working out's just good for you. I mean, it, like, the whole thing here is building better people, and I think that's why I work out is because I feel like I'm just changing myself into a better person when I work out, whereas to begin with, it was kind of like, I'm just going to work out so I don't gain weight and so I can eat more, you know? Now it's like, I'm going to work out because it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like a better person. Like, I get all these positive, like, it impacts me positively and I come here and I'm surrounded by people who share the same interest as me and it's like a family and it's like one hour of my day where I know I can just forget about everything and whatever's going on in my life whether it's good or bad I can just forget about it and just work out for an hour and you know I just want to compliment you Kendra first I love hearing everything you just said because it really motivates me Um, because that's our mission that's Mm -hmm. our purpose that's why we work hard to create this environment for you and so many other people but you're 20 years old and for you to have understood that at this age is awesome you know as a for me and what I do and the amount of people that I've worked with to help them with their health and fitness that waited till they were 45 Mm -hmm. or waited until they were 35 to understand what you just figured out at 20 and because you figured it out now and it means, you know, it's authentic and it means something to you, it will forever remain, right? You will always gravitate back to that, whether you live here or somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, because you are right. This is making you a better you. And, And I said this on a podcast or two ago, there's something about, you know, interacting with people, Mm -hmm getting your heart rate up, blood circulating in your body, muscles contracting that just creates this, you know, magical experience that, that makes you leaving feeling better about yourself, you know? Yeah. It's like an adrenaline type thing. It's like, we all have our things. I feel like mine is, I get this, it's almost like a drug or a high, you know? And so many people possibly miss out on that Mm -hmm. because going back to your freshman year, maybe they don't recognize that that's one of the reasons they're doing it. In other words, they're so focused on the reason they're going because they need to lose the freshman 15. Mm-hmm. And if that's your main reason for going and you don't lose the weight, then you're discouraged. Right. And I believe that, you know, you will lose the weight probably if you keep doing it exactly. for an extended period of time and are consistent, but everybody wants results instantly. Immediately. Mm-hmm. So Somebody goes three days in a row and the scale doesn't respond the way they feel it should. Mm -hmm. So they quit. And again, they didn't give it long enough. But for you now, you have given this enough fuel and you've committed long enough to know that, man, six days a week, it's like... It's just a, it's like a habit now. Yes, that's exactly right. And you're you're spot on. Like once it becomes a habit, it's really hard to break Mm -hmm. because habits are what make you do it. Right. And so it takes a certain period of time for you to create a habit that's like brushing your teeth. Like, yeah. I promise you, nobody doesn't brush their teeth. Well, there might be a person or two, but. <laughs> yeah, most, if they don't, then. Uh. Yeah, but the reason they do it 
is because it's a habit. Mm-hmm. And they probably do it, I would argue, at the exact same minute yes. <laughs> or the at the exact same part of their get ready process, right. whether in the morning, evening, whatever. And so, or both. But the uh, the habit itself is, is huge. Mm-hmm. So nutrition sounds like it's been something that you've kind of toyed with or yes. looked at. So give me kind of your nutrition story or what you're doing or what you've done. Um, so when I started CrossFit, I knew that if I was going to do it, then I was going to go all out. Like I wasn't just going to work out. I was going to do the whole, you know, fueling my body with the correct foods because I have watched my mom do it and you know, she religiously counts her macros, you know, she makes sure she's hitting all the fats, the carbs, the proteins that she needs, and that's where you see the most results, because you can work out all you want, but if you go home and have a cheeseburger for dinner, it's like, why'd you work out, you know, like, yeah, we all need cheat days, but your body needs the correct fuel, so when I first started, I... I kind of just started gradually after I'd had um, the meeting with Jordan when she was here, the nutrition meeting. Um, So I just kind of started incorporating more vegetables into my diet because to begin with, I was having like maybe a salad for dinner. And that was really all the vegetables I was like having a side salad with my main course for dinner. And that was really all the vegetables I was eating. And then I talked to Jordan, and I was like, wow, I need to be having vegetables with almost every meal. So that's where it kind of started was, okay, well, if I can just start with, like, little things and have vegetables with each meal that I have, um, then then I can just, like, incorporate more things as I go. So I just recently, like, really got into the meal prepping. Um, So I'll, like, make my, my meals for the week on Sunday. And I'll meal prep my lunch, my dinner, and my breakfast. And I measure everything out, and I log it into... I'm using my fitness pal right now. Um, but I struggle a lot with not eating enough because I do like to work out so much. I try to work out at least twice a day. So I'll come here, and then if I have time in the evenings, and maybe I'll go for a run and do like some accessory work, whether it's like abs or just like working certain parts of my body like my shoulders or something like that um and so I wasn't I still don't think I'm eating enough just because I work out so much um so I've been trying to do that more just because I know that if I want to see results here at the gym and get stronger and lift more then I need to be eating more um I think that's just been the biggest struggle so far is just eating enough. And what, when you say that, because I think a lot of times people, they, that's a challenge. Is mm-hmm. it hard for you to eat more because you're afraid that you're going to put on weight? Yes. So the struggle, and again, I appreciate your honesty because that's what I face a lot of times, especially mm-hmm. with females, but males too, is the fear of you know, let's say we really know, like I'll give me an example right now. This is great for listeners to hear. Three years ago, four years ago, we did a seminar for the Chamber of Commerce, the Health and Wellness Committee put it on, and we had a female speaker, and she was one of the track coaches uh, for A&M, female track coaches. She actually ran track at Georgia, and she was probably 27, 28. Very lean, mm-hmm. very fit female, uh, probably a hundred 
3,540 pounds and consumed 3,500 calories a day. Yeah. And works out, not A&M track workouts. No, mm-hmm. she does one hour workouts just like probably what we do. Mm-hmm. Most females would be shocked Yeah. if they heard that. Yeah. And she, this female who was presenting was very lean, very fit, and didn't carry, you know, mm-hmm. any, you know, any additional fat from her high consumption of calories. Now right. she's eating very healthy, right? Right. Regularly. And so what is that number of calories that you think you need per day? Um, right now I have, so the app that I use tells me I need about 2000. I am just shy of like 1700 and that's including just like maybe one workout a day so if I were to work out an additional time or you know spend like two plus hours working out I'd maybe my net calories would maybe be like 1400 1500 just in exercise well like that would be like if I needed to eat 2000 I like regularly would maybe hit 1700 oh got it and then if i worked out for like two plus hours and can like factor that in my net calories would be like maybe 1500 1400 a day like depending on how much i work out so, so what would you say like what is it right now what is the difference between you eating where you should eat and where you are eating um i don't know like I don't know. Like an extra 500, 600 calories a day? Yeah, I could probably eat like an extra 500 to 600, but... And is the challenge now more of like finding the right food or getting over the mental block of this is going to make me gain weight? It's... To be honest, it's more of this is going to make me gain weight and and a little bit of the... um, eat Like what foods to eat because I feel like I eat a lot already. So, like, before I come to work out, I'll eat a banana, and then after I work out, I'll have my protein shake, and then I'll eat my regular breakfast, which is, like, eggs, bacon, toast, and some fruit, and then by 10, I'm starving again, so I'll have, like, oatmeal, and then I'll have my lunch, and then mid-afternoon, I'm hungry again, so I'll eat my two snacks, maybe, and then if I work out again, I'll try to eat again and then I eat my dinner and I always like have to have a bowl of cereal (laughs) before I go to bed just because that's what I I crave for some reason and so (laughs) yes it's a habit and I love cereal it's like my favorite food it's like if I had to pick my last food to eat ever it would be a bowl of cereal what kind um probably the mini frosted wheat (laughs) (laughs) so okay so you know this is awesome conversation by the way and uh, I'm glad we're having it. One of the things that we need to know, and I say we because it's me and you and every person listening, is that we are very affected by our past mm-hmm. mentally. Yes. Okay. So, no matter what your nutrition behavior or what what your nutrition behavior is today or your exercise habits are today, you are consumed with what your behaviors and habits have been in the past, right? Yes. I grew up, if you have never heard my story or anybody listening hasn't, but uh, my I grew up very unhealthy in terms of eating very unhealthy food. So did I. Drinking mm. soft drinks. Me too. Like 
a lot. And at 18 years old, I was 242 pounds, very fat. And and I would call that because, you know, now some people are 242, super lean. Right. No, I was overweight, high body fat percentage. And that's 18 years of my life. Mm -hmm. Now I'm 36. So for the first time in my life, I'm going to enter a new year where I can truthfully say that I've been working on being healthy more years of my life than being unhealthy. That's awesome. But I still vividly remember the 18 years. Right. What I can tell you is that your body changes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mentally you don't know that because your mind doesn't graduate with your body. Right. But when you're in the new body that you are, whether it's been you know one year or 18 years or even for the person working out for three weeks, yes, there's an adaptation period. So at 18 years for me of since I began, truly began my fitness journey at 18, and I would even say that I truly began my nutrition journey at 21, meaning I went through a three-year period where I didn't really know what I was doing with my diet. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people live in that period, yes. <laughs> like a lot of people listening right now and who still don't know how they're eating. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I spent only three years in that period because I had a mentor. I had somebody who really knew what they were doing, who was investing in me and teaching me a lot of things about nutrition. And then at 21, I started personal training. So I started learning as I was teaching people and now I'm on a nutrition journey for 15 years, an exercise journey for 18 years. So the adaptation period has occurred. Right. In other words, I am not the same body mm-hmm. as I was when I was 17, 18 years old. And sometimes you have to tr- speak that truth into yourself because you're in this new body that you're working out two hours a day. And, and we're challenged with, should I eat a little bit more? Should I put more calories in my body? When really your body, imagine your body as a completely separate person from you. In other words, your body, think of it like your pet dog, mm-hmm. like your metabolism, whatever you want to call it. And you would not starve your dog. Right. <laughs> like, that's just cruel. Yeah. But you're starving your body when it, and, and imagine even worse, you go run your dog for an hour and it gets back home and you don't feed it for right. five hours. Yeah. That's cruel, mm-hmm. but you do it to yourself. And so again, we can't quite think of it that way because our minds and our bodies are one. We are connected. Mm-hmm. But a big reason for that is because the types of foods that people would like to put in aren't always the types of foods that your bot that are going to respond best to your body. Exactly. So if I add five to 700 calories right now to your meal plan, it's not going to be cereal. No. And, and it's not going to be, you know, sugar and it's not going to be things that are not going to promote. So like that 3,500 calories that that female would eat, mm-hmm. I promise you was quality fuel that fuel their body absolutely and and so I, I i think i wanted to expand on that because a lot of what you're challenged with is not so much finding the food or eating the right food because you obviously you have the discipline to meal prep but it's overcoming that mental hurdle mm-hmm. hurdle and a good like action point for somebody like you who's struggling is don't put all those calories in at once like if you're feeling good with 1700 calories maybe you experiment Maybe you add 200 calories for the next two weeks 
and then add 300 calories for the next following two weeks. You know, eventually over the course of six weeks to eight weeks, you might be at the right calorie amount to fuel your activity. Mm-hmm. But what we realized too in this, in this really this game that we're playing when it comes to fueling our body efficiently is when we underfuel our body, it does more damage yeah. than if we fueled it properly. Yeah. Because you won't always be 20. No. And I promise you, there's a ton of women in this gym that can tell you and remind you that they you won't always have the ability to meal prep and the mm-hmm. discipline to work out at 6 a.m. Because once you get married and you have kids or life changes and jobs, so it's like, man, if you can create this discipline now to eat healthy but fuel your body well, and part of being healthy is eating enough, mm-hmm. that could be a game changer for you. Yeah. Not just for the, your 20s, but for the rest of your life. Definitely. I think I really like how you said um, we kind of really like hone in on our past, you know, a lot. I don't want to say that I was like, I wasn't fat at all, but I wasn't necessarily healthy, you know, just because based on my habits and what I was eating. But I've seen such a big change in myself from then to now that I constantly think, I don't want to go back to that person and I like like where I'm at and so that's what really is what bothers me the most is like I think oh my gosh I can't believe I used to eat that stuff so now I like deprive myself of it and then when I do get it like I can sit down and eat a whole medium pizza by myself on the couch because I don't eat it anymore where I've kind of had to teach myself that it's okay to every now and then have that cookie or have that slice of pizza or, you know, go out and eat a hamburger with my friends. You know, I don't constantly have to like get a salad or, you know, things like that. So that's kind of like where I'm at right now. And I know I'm not the only one that struggles with it, but it's just been like a barrier that I've. Well, and just to encourage you, I'm 16 years literally ahead of you because I vividly remember at 19, the summer after my freshman year, working out two and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm. And I remember I started in my journey at 18 mm-hmm. and I became obsessed, so obsessed that I went from my senior year, 18 years old, weighing 242 pounds, February of 2000, fast forward to the following summer of 2001, got down to 182 pounds. Oh my gosh, that's a big jump. And it was from working out two and a half hours a day mm-hmm. And it was from eating very little calories. Mm -hmm. But I was very, I'm the type of person that, you know, I will follow a plan exactly like I laid it out to be. I mean, I did my hour and a half of weights, 40 minutes of cardio, 20 minutes of abs every single day. Yeah. And didn't ever miss. The problem with that is I was, I mean, I messed, and again, I'm fine and my body was fine and I learned, the lessons were learned, but I messed my metabolism up because I truly slowed it down. I was eating like 1,400 calories a day, 1,500 calories a day. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was the fall after my sophomore, after that summer, so it was the beginning of my sophomore year at a and I went in the weight room and I'm 100, you know, 80 pounds coming off the summer, 182 pounds and I'm not as strong. Right. Well, now you're, you know, again, going back to the wreck, you see all the dudes, you're intimidated by these guys, obviously, and I couldn't lift. Mm -hmm. So what do I want to do? I want to get bigger. Exactly. And to get bigger, you got to eat more. Oh, I did. And I listened to some more wrong advice. And this, you know, person who I, I think he's, 
he was a great person and he was nice, but he didn't really know what he was talking about. And he told me that right after I work out, and there's a little bit of truth to this, but not much. He said, you could eat whatever you wanted in a 30 minute window. <laughs> That's the worst thing you could tell yeah. me because I grew up eating a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I was nine years old and I'd eat 10 tacos from Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So you tell me I can eat whatever I want for 30 minutes. I mean, I'm just got a timer. Like as soon as I'm done with my workout and right. I was eating peanut butter jelly sandwich, triple meat cheeseburger. I mean, I was going to town mm-hmm. and my workouts probably weren't even that intense. Right. So what happens is I gained 40 pounds in a semester. Mm-hmm. And again, it's learning. That's why I say I don't, I didn't really get my nutrition dialed in until I was 21. Right. And what you just said too, of understanding that pizza and hamburgers can fit into your diet is very important. Part of being healthy is to understand to have a healthy perspective on food. Mm-hmm. Nothing is bad. Carbs right. aren't bad. Ice cream's not bad. Pizza's not bad. Right. No, that's food. In moderation, like. But understanding yeah. how it fits into your world right. and how you want to eat and the lifestyle that you want to live. Mm-hmm. So being healthy, obviously, we don't want to eat a lot of that food. You know, arguably, right. we want to be eating a lot more of the healthy food than the unhealthy food. Right. But you need to find out, and what I tell clients and what I tell them is, you know, let's say 100% is you being the most disciplined person on the planet when it comes to diet. Let's say right now you're at, what, 70%? Yeah, Okay. a good number. So you need to figure out at what percentage you can live your life. Mm-hmm. Because... To be 100% is probably unrealistic. Yeah. But you obviously want to do better than where you're at now. Yes. You know, and if I had to do that same thing on me, I live probably between 88 and 92%. So I have room for the things that I want and have, but they are so small when compared to the 88 to 92% of what I do. Mm Mm-hmm. And once you find that, because I've lived at 100% for three years. Yeah, and it sucks. It's not sustainable. (laughs) Yeah. It's not realistic. It's not human. Mm -mm. Most people won't live there longer than three days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But what what I encourage people to do is find out what that, because what also happens is when you live at 70%, but you wish you lived at 100%, then you're never happy. Right. Because you're always thinking you're not doing enough. Right. But what if you live at, what if, what if you're, you were originally 50%, you're currently at 70%, which is pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. What if you embrace 75% and just do a little better? Right. It makes it, you appreciate it. Yeah. More. And yeah. your, your perspective on life and food is so much healthier. Mm-hmm. So yeah, great nutrition, uh, transparency from you and opening up and I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. So I want to talk about some of the things that you've accomplished already in your time at College Station CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So like as a member, how long have you been coming now? Um, I started in the beginning of February. Okay. So like what are some of the coolest things that you've done? Um, so I like last week I just recently got kipping pull-ups. Um, Josh was actually coaching and he was just kind of letting us go through the warm up and getting our shoulders warmed up. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try to do a pull-up. And I did. And I like got off the bar and I was kind of in awe and I was like, did anyone get that on video? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know awesome. if that's going to happen again, but 
Um, so now I've been doing them in the workouts, like not all at once, but I, if I can do like five pull-ups and then maybe some ring rows, just so I'm still getting the intensity of the workout. Um, oh gosh, what else? I feel like I've accomplished a lot just in comparison to where I started. Like, I feel like everyone can relate to this. You kind of start out at the bar, like with the bar, you know? Um, so last time, I, well, I guess it was over spring break, my mom was like, let's just max out on stuff. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so I can't wait to meet your mom. Yes, I'm so excited for <laughs> her to be here. You told me she's coming to the gym, so. Yes, sir, she'll be so here cool. next week. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so we did deadlifts, and I got like 165 on my deadlift, which was a big thing for me because that was like the first time I'd ever maxed out really at all. And then during that same week, it was 18.4 of the um, open, and I think the deadlift weight was like 135 after you made it through the first set. And so now if we have to do deadlifts and like we're doing body weight deadlifts, I can lift 135 like it's no problem. But during the open, I was like struggling. I was having to do one and set it down and do one and set it down. Now I can do like 12 unbroken. So it's just things like that or like snatches, for instance, and overhead squats those used to scare me to death they're still kind of not one of my favorite lifts just because they're so technical but I think my I like PR'd on my snatch like 85 pounds and I started out at like the bar not too long ago so that's not a lot but to me it is just because you literally start at nothing kind of and what can you tell somebody who has always been very intimidated by CrossFit that it is for everyone and you don't have to be super strong or, you know, you don't have to be in shape for that matter. Like, it's for everyone. I mean, you can scale anything. Like, it's scalable all the way, like, up to handstand push-ups. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's really for everyone. So it sounds like your mom is a pretty big inspiration. Yes, she is. And so, like, you know, you probably do tell her a lot how much she means oh, to you. Oh, yeah. Like, I try to all the time, and I try to tell her every day after I get done. I'm, like, at here at CrossFit, I'll tell her if I, like, she was the first person I told her I got pull-ups, you know, just things like that. It's, how has you doing CrossFit, like, closened you, the two of you? Oh, my gosh. I thought we were close before, and now we're, like, almost inseparable when it comes to CrossFit and stuff. I mean, we've always been really close. I can, like vividly remember going to because she was in college when I was growing up she um I was like at her graduation whereas most kids when they're born their their parents have already you know got their uh degree but so that was neat I can remember like going to the rec center when I was like six years old or five years old and watching her run around the track and lift weights and then we'd run around campus at Texas Tech because that's where she went to school so it's like her fitness journey has like always been a part of my life and now it's neat that we get to share our fitness journeys together like she's way up here and I'm like way down here but still we have like we can bond over it and so like yesterday I called her after we did the 9-11 workout and I was like so what was your time and she's like what was your time <laughs> and I was like oh so we're gonna play this game and I got it done in like 35 minutes and she's like well I did it in 27 and I was like 
Dang it. <laughs> She's like, don't compare yourself. And I was like, I know, I know. Wow. So, but it's just really fun that we can That's share awesome. it. Yeah. So last question I ask everyone, you touched on this earlier, but mm-hmm. it's the title of the podcast is Building Better People, which mm-hmm. kind of you said, that's our thing here. And you're absolutely right. That's our purpose. That's our mission. It's on our shirts, on our walls. Yeah. So what do those three words mean to you and how are they true to you with what we do here? Um, I don't know. Since I've set foot in this gym, my life has changed like... I can 110% say that I'm not the same person I was when I first started back in February. Like, I had tried out gyms in College Station, and I didn't feel at home. Um, And then I stepped foot in this one at 6 a.m. on a free class Friday. And Selena was the coach, and you know how Selena is. I mean, she is the most welcoming person ever. And I joined right after the class, and since then I haven't looked back. And... I would, wouldn't change any of it for the world. Like, I'm so glad that I decided one morning that I was going to come to this gym. Like, it's just been wonderful, and I've met so many great people, and I'm just a better person for it. I'm, I'm nowhere where I want to be, but looking back, I've come so far. So it's, it's like my second home, really. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.